everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Who wants to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I know I do, once a week on a regular basis. Uh, all right, everybody, we watched season three, episode, what, 19? 19, and it is called... Oh, I thought we had four. Wow, we are getting there. Um, so it's called Choices, and uh, it's about choices. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, okay, so... To be honest with you guys, oh, yeah. Yeah, I I know exactly what I'm getting into. (laughs) All right, so, um... (laughs) So this episode, they're basically getting everything ready. This this episode was really just, like, building tension. Uh, you know, Willow gets, Willow gets kidnapped by the mayor this episode, and, like, there's just, like, she has a personal standoff with Faith, which was interesting, you know? So this is really just kind of, uh, building everything up before we get to, like, we have, we have one more episode, and then we have the two-part finale. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're rocking through this. All right, so... What's it called? Who's in it? I mean, the usual, I guess. <laughs> yes. Right. So, lots of big things are going to be happening. <laughs> but you know what? They're accurate, and that's what matters. I mean, it's been going really well. I've really, really enjoyed the second half of the season. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Just, like, everything after, everything after Zeppo has been, like, tight. Like, so well put together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, All right. So we start off strong. Uh, we're in the mayor's office, uh, which is a place we've been frequenting quite a bit recently. Hopefully that'll end soon so they'll they'll defeat the mayor. I don't know how, though. Like, he gets hurt again this episode, and his skin just, like, fuses back. Like, there's no stopping this man. But, I mean, but we had some progress this episode, so hopefully, hopefully this will help him. Um, so the, we're in the mayor's office, and uh, the mayor, like, gives Faith this, like, really dope knife. And it's, like, gigantic. Uh, oh yeah, the box of Gavrock. I, I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, <laughs> so, he's like talking to her, being like, you know what, I wouldn't even, you're the best slayer I could get my hands on, you're such a stand-up girl, if Buffy Summers walked through this door and wanted to switch to our side, I wouldn't even take her, I would tell her I've already got a slayer. And so he's just like really, uh, he's just like really complimenting her, and he just he just loves her because she's she's such an efficient murderer. She really is. She's a, she makes an excellent evil person. <laughs> she's a great team player as long as that team is for evil. That's it. Um, okay, so then, so that scene happens, and, like, Faith is feeling kind of weird, because it's always weird to get compliments that are like, man, you are so great at being evil. And then, uh, but after that ends, we cut to, uh, Buffy and Angel, they're patrolling, and they're just, like, uh, fighting each other, and this is where the themes of the episode start coming up. 
And uh, Buffy turns around and is like, do you think we're in a rut? And Angel's like, what do you mean? Because that's what boys always say whenever you ask them if they think that <laughs> your relationship's in a rut. Yeah, if they think anything at all. Just be like, hey, have you uh, had a thought today? And they're like, uh, what do you mean? We're joking. We're joking. We love men. We do. We have, we have so many men in our lives. Very smart men, too. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So, uh, then, then Buffy's like, uh, she's like, you never take me anywhere new, which is funny. And, uh, cause like, it's like, it's like I took you to the portal to hell last week, you know? <laughs> no, it's something like that. Like, it's right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then after she's done patrolling, like, she goes home and, uh, oh, wait, I guess it's the next day. So the next morning, uh, Joyce wakes up and is like, Buffy, oh my god, you got into Northwestern, which is, like, a good school, you know? Yeah, and, like, they're freaking out. Our friend Sophie is going there, um, for, for grad school. Um, okay, so then Joyce is like, Buffy, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you, and, like, she's just freaking out, being like, I really, like, she's just... She's ecstatic that Buffy might get to go to college. And Buffy... Like, why does she think that? Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, if I found out that my daughter was, you know, the fucking chosen one. Like, like this is it. My daughter's, my daughter's the equivalent of Luke Skywalker. And... I, like, my first thought, I would, I would automatically assume, like, okay, this is her life now. You know? And especially considering, like, Joyce has seen the, like, battlefield. Do you, like, like, she's involved now. Like, she knows how bad it is and, like, how prevalent it is and how frequently it's happening. All these, all these apocalypses. <laughs> and she's still like, um, so about your higher education. And it's just, it's confusing to me why she, th I mean, I guess they, they address it. Willow is like, I guess she's in denial. Because, because, I mean, who would want that life for their daughter? To just, like, be... Right. Yeah. Right, and they find a compromise at the end of the episode, so it, things are going well. But at first I was just kind of like, why is, every, why is everybody assuming that Buffy was gonna go to school? Like, like, I would have been surprised if she was like, yeah, I'm going to college. I'd be like, aren't you busy? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's like, yeah, and we've yet to hear about a hellmouth in Illinois, so stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, so she's like really excited, and then, and then she gets up and she goes to school, and they're in the courtyard, and we get <laughs> this, this really like seemingly out of place, uh, interaction between two rando students and principal snyder who's looking know me as ever by the way god i can't get over how much that man looks like a garden gnome just <laughs> bald as the day he was born <laughs> just wandering around like trying to upset people like that's all he does <laughs> It does. 
No, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. <laughs> Does he look the same? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we don't know why Snyder's mean. I'd love, you know, I'd love a... a tr- I know, I'd love a tragic backstory or something, but it's like, no, he's just a mean principal. Like, point blank, that's all it is. Um, Oh. My. God. (laughs) Here, what's his name? We can tell people to Google it. He's Quark. All right, Google Quark from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you'll see what we're freaking out about. Um, but anyway, so Snyder, Snyder's, Snyder's just like walking around the courtyard, like trying to ruin some children's day, and uh, like this guy walks up and is like, "Here's your lunch," to his friend, which is so sweet, by the way. Like he went and picked. Like I don't know if his friend like left his lunch at home. I created this whole little backstory of like, why is this guy bringing him his lunch? Like, he could have left it in his locker, and his friend was like, oh, what's your combination? I'll pick it up for you, man. I'm, I'm about to pass your locker. That's so nice. They're just the nicest little friends. And he walks up, and he's like, here's your lunch, man. And he's like, oh, my God, thanks, man. And they're just, like, having a great time. And Snyder walks up and just, like, blows it out of the water and is like, these are drugs, aren't they? And he starts, like, he, start, he like, takes their lunch away from them. And that's weird. And then, yeah, right. Yeah, it's lunch. Right. And so they plant that little seed in there. And then we get to, like, we get to business. We get down to business. And then, like, the camera pans over, and it's Buffy and her friends. And they're talking about college. And, um, oh, it's Buffy and Willow and Oz. And they're they're talking about college and about how, like, Buffy doesn't really know where she's going to go. And Oxford. Uh, yeah, but, wait, who gets into, Willow gets into Oxford. Columbia. Oh, okay. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. She acts... Right, and she just she just behaves in, like, a really entitled way and things like that. Well, I mean, Xander made the point where he's like, I guess some of these schools saw the wrong side of your... the other side of your father's money or something like that. So it might have been something like that, but... What? That's a good one. How do you remember that? Genius. Um, but yeah, so court. Oh wait, the the line that I like uh, is Willow gets into Oxford and Buffy's like, "That's where they make Gileses." And I thought that was a really good line. And then oh, and Xander's off leaning against a tree reading Jack Kerouac, which is. And he's he's talking exactly like a person who reads Jack Kerouac. He's being like, oh, I just can't wait to like get out on the road and find myself and things like that. Which is great. I mean, I'm like that. That's why I'm making fun of it. Um, I'm like that type of person that's probably going to live in a van on purpose for a little while. Um, but And then Cordelia walks up and like in Snyder fashion just like decides to try to ruin everybody's time. 
And, like, and her and Xander are going back and forth like they always do. And then Buffy says, Buffy says, can you guys don't, she says, don't forget to breathe during insults or between insults or something like that. And she just makes a little comment that's like, can y'all chill the fuck out? And, uh, and Cordelia turns to her and says, sorry, Buffy, this conversation is reserved for people who actually have futures. Also, like, this is another case of, like, somebody who's seen what Buffy deals with and has, like, been a... I mean, Cordelia got it arguably worse out of everybody. She got, she fell on that rusty pipe. <laughs> and so, like she, she, like, she knows what Buffy deals with, and she's still being like, oh, my God, isn't it, like, so terrible that you have to be the Slayer? Instead of being like, damn, Buffy, you really save the world on a regular basis. Like... Yeah, yeah, and that's what it comes across as. And I feel like they know that. That's why I think it's so mean is because it's like Buffy straight up could die any single, like, any time that she goes on patrol. And she knows that, and she still keeps fighting it. And it's just, I don't know. I understand it's a TV show, and I understand that Cordelia is, like, a caricature of, like, a mean person, but still, I was still like, this is so insane. Um, and so Buffy gets upset from that, and then they go into the library, and then Wes is telling her that she can't leave, and, uh, oh, because after that, that's when Buffy walks into the library and is like, Wes, I want to leave. I want to leave Sunnydale eventually after I graduate. And Wes is telling her, well, Wes tells her point blank you can't go. Yeah, and Giles is cool, obviously. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, because... Because, like, I, I mean, I know Joyce has, like, the understanding of what Buffy's going through, but Giles really does. And so, like, hearing hearing from Joyce, like, yeah, you could go to school. Like, that doesn't have a lot of, like, clout to it. Like... Like, it's like anybody could say that because you don't really understand what all I'm juggling. And, uh, yeah, but Giles, Giles has a full understanding of, like, what Buffy deals with and what, like, her to-dos are. And he's still like, it would be possible for you to go to school. And so that's, that's a lot more promising than, like, your mom saying it. Um, also, Joyce was definitely just saying it because she was, like, in denial about her daughter, like, doing whatever. Um, but Giles is like, okay, if you want to, if you want to leave right after graduation, cause uh, the Ascension is supposed to happen on graduation day. And so he's like, if you really want to close up shop and get out of here, then we got to fix this, you know? And, and that's, that's how Buffy feels too. So it's not like he's like bossing her around or anything. Um, and so they like start trying to figure out like what the mayor's up to. So then, um, then, oh, then the box comes into play. So then we're back, we're down at the docks again. <laughs> And, um, oh, yeah, totally. Okay, there it goes. All right. Sorry, guys. I realized I plugged in the wrong cord for my microphone, so it hasn't been plugged in the whole time. Your microphone is not plugged in. I plugged in the cord for the Chromecast. Wow. I love being a professional <laughs> podcaster. She plugged in a different black USB cord. <laughs> okay. To, to set the scene for you, we're back at the docks. <laughs> and, yes, um, yes. 
and this vampire guy shows up, and this this motherfucker, he's got, like, the cool, like, snakeskin boots, and he's got a face tattoo, and he's, like, chilling. He's got a ponytail, he's ready. And he's got this big mm-hmm. giant box in his hand. And he walks up, and, like, the this guy gets out of the limo and is like, get in the car, we're gonna go see the mayor. And then the guy with the box is like, what? No way, the mayor's supposed to come down here. I'm not getting in the car with you, because who would? Don't ever get... Pro tip, don't get in a strange, dark car whenever you're down at the docks in the middle of the night. Yep. Yep. So the guy's like, no, I'm not going to get in the car. And then the guy is like, well, what are we going to do then? And then Faith shoots him from a building because <laughs> that's what Faith does now. She's really just like, a, you know, she's an in it to win it kind of gal. She's like, we're going to take right. everybody out. And so she kills him, and they take the box, and then they, oh, yeah, oh, and the thing where, like, so the box is handcuffed to the guy with the snakeskin boots, and oh my gosh. they're like, we don't want to bring this whole dead body to the mayor, and so Faith cuts the guy's hand off and, like, pulls. Yeah, they're, it's, yeah. it's freaking, like, he's like, your knife can't cut through steel, and he, she's like, no, but it can cut through bone, and, and I'm like, come on, do, do you have to be like this? I know, like, she always takes it there. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's like, does it always have to be about murder, Faith? But Ugh. apparently it does. Um, but yeah, so then Faith shoots him, and then she takes the box to the mayor where Buffy's waiting. Because remember, Giles mm-hmm. was like, if you want to go to school, you gotta figure out what the mayor's up to. And so Buffy's like chilling in the bushes, as you do, and uh, she sees Faith walk in with a box, and then Buffy goes in after her, and is like figuring out what the box is. Oh wait, no, she doesn't go in after her. She grabs the driver, and she's like, what's the box? What's in the box? You know, What's in the box? Brad Pitt style. Brad Pitt and Seven style. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Uh, yeah, most of the time. If you're ever wondering what's inside a box, there's a 99% chance that it's Gwyneth Paltrow's decapitated head. Um, Just so you're Can you imagine yourself. every single time you go to open a box, you're like, all right, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head, Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head, and then you open it, and you're like, oh, it's sneakers. Oh. Or it's if it was like sneakers. a monkey's paw curse where everything you give, like, even if someone bought you, like, a like like a, a Nintendo Switch, right. and they give you the box, and you open it, and it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Like, whenever you get it from the store, it's it's a Nintendo Switch, but by yeah, the time it yeah. gets and then to when your hands, you open it, it's your curse. It's your personal curse that every time you open a box, Gwyneth Paltrow's head rests inside, that's one of the staring more, at you. That's one of the more horrifying things that we've imagined. She is one of the most, like, disconnected from reality celebrities. Gwyneth Paltrow? I feel, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel she, like she does... She, like, thinks she's normal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, no, what? You're a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, wrote a cookbook. Yeah. And it, like, or or did something, and it, it, hold on. <sighs> Talk about the episode, because I'm going to find the picture I took of the <laughs> stupid cookbook. All right, okay. I so, hated this cookbook. <laughs> so, I, the thing is, I know what picture you're about to show, because you sent it to me, whatever you took it. <laughs> anyway, so Buffy Sounds the Vampire Slayer. Right. Um, yeah, what if, oh my god, let's start a Gwyneth Paltrow podcast. Please, all we talk about is her. We love and Gwyneth like how Paltrow. Sometimes and she's okay. Her. Yeah. Sometimes she's not. It's a love-hate. She's not with Chris Martin anymore. Oh, she's not. It's um, a good time. Okay, wait, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer? So, yes. 
Buffy like gets all the information from the driver and is like figuring like she figures out what the what the box is called, how to destroy it, you know, she gets the info. And then she gets back to the library and she's like laying it all out for everybody. And she's got the blueprint and they're like making a plan and they're like, okay, we need this spell to figure this out. And Wesley's getting pissed because nobody listens to him because he's a terrible leader. He doesn't Because he's an idiot. He is. Like he doesn't like he doesn't earn anybody's respect and he still expects everybody to like listen to him. And it's like these right. people like just because you were like assigned here doesn't mean that anyone has to like you. Right. And also the thing is is that he's fighting it so hard. That it's, like, counterproductive. It would be more productive if he was, like, okay, I'm new here. What's it like on the Hellmouth? And then, like, learning from there, and he would just he would just be better at his job if he would listen. Because <laughs> that's what he cares about. He feels like he's not doing his job. And he's, like, he does care about the, uh, what's it called, the watcher position. But he just, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't, he, ugh. He acts counterintuitively and, like, in a way that causes conflict. And it's just, it makes yeah, no ex- sense. That's exactly it. And he's, like, he's trying to prevent conflict in the group, but he's, like, bringing it up. Like, he's starting it. Yeah. Ugh. Can't stand that. Well, okay. I like him. Like, he's fine. But it's still, he's like... He's fine. It's he's not it together. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's not awful. He's no. just, like, clueless and also an idiot. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they make this plan or whatever, and they, like, kind of ignore Wes, because he's just being dumb. And then, like, Giles is like, here's Xander, and Xander's like, yep, I'm the ingredient-getting guy. And so then Xander leaves to go to, like, the, whatever, the spice shop, the witch shop, whatever <laughs> it is, to, whatever. to like, get all, the, get all the stuff that they need to destroy this, uh, this unknown box. And on his way to the magic store, he sees Cordelia in a shop, and she's, like, holding a dress up to herself in the mirror. And he he takes the time out of his day to go into this store where his ex-girlfriend is hanging out and berate her. And he just starts telling her, like, I bet you didn't get into any colleges. And she's like, actually, I did. And she did get into a bunch of them. And that's when Xander says the thing about, like, her dad paying uh, the colleges to let her in. And things like that. But another thing that bothers me is that in this scene, Xander's like, I bet you didn't get into any schools. And she crosses the room and picks up a stack of papers that are her acceptance letters. Yeah. Why does she keep She carries them around. That's... I didn't even think of that. I saw that. I was like, is she carrying around her acceptance letters? But... Yes. And then she freaking... And she... And you find out at the end of the episode that she works there. Yeah, which is, like... So, she just has them at her place of employment. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe they got sent there? (laughs) Maybe they were already there? I don't know. Maybe she has no address anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm... Like, that's the only... That's the only logical reason that I can assume that her place... That her papers would be there. The illogical assumption would be that she carries them around in her purse, (laughs) specifically for events like these. So she can whip them out. Right. Um, but yeah, so he like berates her and then he's like, and then she's like, oh, here are all my acceptance letters. And he's like, wow, these are really good schools. And then he gets embarrassed and he leaves to go do the thing that he was actually (laughs) supposed to be doing in the first place, you know, to like save the world anyway. (laughs) So he goes and then it's nighttime and, uh, Wes and Giles are outside the mayor's office. Everybody else is getting out of the black van and by everybody else, I mean, Willow, Angel and Buffy. And they hop out, and they uh, climb up to the roof, and they open this skylight, and it's, 
you know what? It's really convenient. The skylight is directly over the box that they're trying to get. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's got this, like, perfect little force field around it that they can see. And then Willow, like, drops some, drops some magic on it and, like, takes the force field down. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then Buffy's like, all right, now get gone. Like, get out of here. We don't want you involved in the danger. And Willow's like, you got it. And then she gets down. And then Buffy gets strapped into a Mission Impossible-esque set of, like, harnesses and wires to lower (laughs) her down to the box. And so she gets the box, and then uh, an alarm starts going off. You know, like, I guess they needed to, like, replace the the weight with it, like, uh, Indiana Jones style. Guys, I've been looking for my picture of the Gwyneth Paltrow book for, like, minutes now. (laughs) When I could have just Googled Gwyneth Paltrow book. Wow. And I found it. You know, I googled it, it's the second thing. (laughs) And it's called, It's All Easy. Yep, it all is. Which is... (laughs) Just be rich like me. Just be in in the Iron Man movies. Yep, just uh, be nominated for an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. I've heard that movie's great, though. Truly. It's all easy. It's It's good, and she's good in it. Well, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks, first. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. It's easy to be Gwyneth Paltrow. So just be Gwyneth Paltrow, and then everything it's is easy. It's all easy. It all anyway, is. sorry, guys. Um, sorry to know, bring your attention away <laughs> from Buffy. Listen, anything for Gwyneth, oh my God. you know? <laughs> so they get the box, and this alarm starts going off. And, all, like, the bad guys are coming. Duh. What? And the the wires are stuck. And Angel, in his supernatural strength, is, like, still trying to use the pulley system instead of just, like, grabbing the wires and, like, pulling yeah. them up like a, you know, like an old sailor on a ship. <laughs> and he's, like, pulling them all up. So he just, like, he jumps down into the skylight with her. Buffy's still trapped in the thing, and the bad guys are there. And he jumps down in, and they're, like, fighting everybody. And they win, and they, uh, they get out. And, uh, and they get the box. And then they get back to the library, and they realize nobody has Willow, and nobody's seen her since she left Buffy, which means that she's captured. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, the mayor's, like, the mayor's really pissed, and he comes in, and he's like, well, this is unfortunate. I just had this conference room remodeled, because it's all trash from when they were fighting. <laughs> and then Faith is like, Faith walks in with a knife to Willow's neck, and she's, like, holding Willow, and and she's like, but we have something else. And so then they're automatically like, okay, we need to trade, you know, um, to get the... They want to trade Willow for the box. Yes. And so then Willow's being held prisoner, as you do to the people that you capture. And uh, she uses this floating pencil, which is a trick. I thought that was really yes. clever. I was like, damn, they laid that down she's, a long time ago. She's been working on it since season two. Yeah. Uh, the, the floating pencil gag is what we're talking about. So, you know, Willow's been trying to, like, use her witch powers to make this, uh, thing float. And she does, mm-hmm. and she, she stabs the guy that's, the vampire that's holding her captive. She stabs him with it. And he turns to dust, and Willow gets out! And you're like, yeah, dude, Willow's gonna break free, and then they're, like, still gonna have the box at the library, and then Willow's gonna get back all on her own? No, that's not mm-hmm. what happens. Willow hangs out at the library. I mean, the mayor's office. And reads the books of Ascension. Listen, okay, that was a good use of her time, (laughs) but I still feel like, I don't know, maybe it it plays out in the long run, I'm assuming, so it's fine. She read volumes one through five or whatever. Yeah, and that's all they had, but... 
<laughs> yeah, like, if I were her, I just would have been, like, up and out, you know? And, but she's Bye. like, oh, I wonder what's in the mayor's office. So she, like, she's sneaking around the mayor's office. She goes in. She finds the books of Ascension. She reads them. And then uh, she gets caught by Faith in there. And um, and that's when they have this, like, showdown where Willow's like, you had a choice. You had a friend like Buffy, and you blew her off, and you got rid of her, which is so sweet. It's so yeah. sweet. And she's, yeah, and she's like... We gave you a chance. Yeah. Like, she's like... We gave you multiple chances. It's not like we hated you right off the bat. Like, we tried. Yeah. And and Faith says to her, Faith is like, oh, come on, give me the speech again. Oh, we still care about you, Faith. It's not too late, Faith. And Willow says to her, like, no, it is too late. It is so too late. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's good. Which is great and exactly what Faith needs to hear. Yeah, like, you blew it. Like, you, single-handedly, blew it. You are the one. Yeah, and so then Faith gets pissed and is, like, about to kill her, and then the mayor's like, I just got the most interesting phone call. And it's from Giles, who's like, yo, we're gonna trade Willow. And, um, so then they go to the cafeteria at the school. Um, (laughs) because that's the safest place to, uh... It's the neutral ground. Yeah. It's the Switzerland, because people weren't literally trying, like... People weren't literally almost poisoned in the cafeteria last episode. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Lord. But it's fine. This show. This high school. Um, okay, so they're in... Shut it down. The cafeteria. And, uh, you know, the Scooby gang's on one side, and then the mayor shows up with uh, Faith and, like, uh, what? Couple henchmen, I guess? Yeah, and, like two, um, I think. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, hold on. I'm looking at my notes. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah. So then they're, like, trying to trade it, and then the mayor, unsolicited, goes off on this rant about the future, and he's like, you know, you young people, you just never think about the future. And then he specifically targets Angel and Buffy and starts being like, man, you know what's going to suck? You two, because he's immortal and you're not. And it's just, I mean, didn't you find it just so bizarre? Yeah, it but, was, like, very, very strange. He was like, you could have had my faith. Yeah. And Angel was like, but... No, he says, he says, sorry, Mayor, but I like them sane, or something like that. Yeah. Because faith is insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then, like... Oh, wait, I did actually like that moment that you brought it up. So, yeah, the the mayor is being like, oh, so this is Buffy? Angel, what are you thinking? You could have had my faith, which is already a weird... It's super like, creepy. It's really weird. that It's like a... It's like almost father-daughter-ish. No, it is. But it's perverted. Like, look at, he's like, look at this hot piece of ass. Yeah. You could have yeah, had this. It's like a Donald Trump t- type of fatherhood, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's like, so what's this all about? And then Angel says, like, sorry, I like him same. And then Faith almost, like, Faith, like, digs the knife into Willow's neck because Angel said that. And then Oz is like, Mm -hmm. Angel, and, like, stops him. And I just don't know what it is about, what's his first name? What's Oz's first name? Daniel. Daniel Osborne. And I just, every time I see him, I'm just, I know (gasps) I talk about this. Oh, we totally forgot about the, the best scene from the episode. Oh, whenever Xander and Oz are setting up the potion. They're all fighting, they're all fighting about whether or not oh, to yeah, go yeah, get yeah, Willow. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're like, it's suicide for us to, like, I think it's mostly just Wesley. 
Yeah, Wes is saying... It's suicide for us to give the box away. We need it. And everyone else is like, it's Willow! Yeah, and I just... She's our best friend. Yeah, and it's just just that... I mean, it's a, it's a valid argument. It's just like, are we going to save thousands of people automatically, or are we going to save Willow and then try to save a thousand people? Right. And so that's what they're, like, talking about. And uh, it gets pretty heated, and, like, Giles, Wes, and Buffy are, like, in each other's face. And Oz just gets mm-hmm. up, walks over to the, the like, like, pedestal. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a pedestal, and it's got, like, a bowl on it, and in the bowl yeah. they've mixed all the, the spices and all the things mm-hmm. that you need to destroy this magic box. And mm-hmm. Oz is the one that put it together, and he hears everybody fighting about, are we going to save Willow, or are we going to destroy the box? Are we going to save Willow, or are we going to destroy the box? And Oz just walks over and fucking, like, throws the thing. He just throws yeah. it, and it shatters, and the stuff goes everywhere, and they don't have any more supplies to destroy the box. So it's like, obviously we have to go get Willow then. Like, that mm-hmm. made our decision. And it was just a nice little moment. Oh, the other thing that Oz did this episode. Um, whenever they're looking at the instructions for the, like, the spell, um, it's Xander mm-hmm. and Oz, and they're looking at the piece of paper that Willow left them. And it's on, like, this really cute, like, pink notebook paper. Oh, my God. And, and Xander's like, oh, look, it even has diagrams. And Oz is like, yeah, look, there's you and there's me. And Xander's like, how can you tell that one's you? And he's like, no, do you see the little guitar? Like, that's me. And and Xander's like, oh, my God. And then they're just, like, having this moment where they're both like, man, there is nobody like Willow. Like, she just drew us this little thing. But it's so cute. And they just, like, have this little moment where they're just like, he, I think the exact wording is like, oh, yeah, Oz says, like, there's nobody like my Will. That's what he says. Yeah, and, and then Xander goes, no, there is not. Yeah, they're just having a great time talking about how much they it's love It's very Willow. sweet. It's, it's like, a very good moment, and it's, like, it makes you feel good, because, like, Oz, what a forgiving guy. Just a really forgiving guy. Like, like true forgiveness. Not just did and he, not only did he forgive Willow. Yeah. He forgave the guy, he forgave the guy Willow cheated on him with. Yeah, because the thing is, there's a lot of reasons to forgive a significant other, if they cheat on you, cheating is horrible, and, like, I personally just couldn't imagine. But I also, I haven't been in, like, a serious relationship like that, so I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. But I still, I feel very sympathetic to people who stay with their significant others after they get cheated on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, to forgive the person that they cheated on you with? Right. That's crazy. That's crazy I'm not talk. that strong. No, no way. Me neither. Especially when, I mean, maybe, do you think it's easier or harder if you're with them all the time? What do you mean? If like, you're, Oz is around Xander, Okay, like, okay, okay. Every uh, day. Do you think that makes it, because no, also I think it makes Xander, it and, Xander and Willow have also, like, they've set, their boundaries are very firm now. Yeah. Like, like it, it's very, like, Xander, like, Doesn't Xander really respects do them. Yeah, right, right, right. Willow respects them. Yeah. And I think it made that makes it easier for Oz because yeah, he can he tell. Can, exactly. That's what I'm saying is that like I think that if maybe if Oz wasn't in the group and like uh you know Xander and Willow are going off on all these adventures together or like it's Xander and Willow putting the spell together instead of Xander and Oz. Like I think that would mm-hmm. be a lot harder if um if you know Willow gets home at the end of the day and Oz is like what'd you do today sweetie and she's like oh me and Xander put together the awesomest potion you know. And so, I don't know, mm-hmm. that would be a lot more difficult. Also, I think it would just be easier to get over because you're with the person. And so, he's seeing more sides of Xander than just the part that cheated 
with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's easier yeah. to get over whatever. Like you can see the whole person or whatever. But yeah. still, but still, it's no, it's admirable no matter how you look at it. All right, so we're in the cafeteria. And they're talking, and the the mayor is being like, you and Angel are never going to last, Buffy. And he's just saying this, like, completely off topic, but he's he's, just making the point. Well, because it's, because, you know, they've been worrying about it, and how did he know? Who knows? Yeah. But they've been like, because, like, you know, there's the whole thing about Buffy going off to college. Right. Angel being immortal. Like, you know, all this stuff. And the mayor brings it up, and he's like, you know, me, I married my Edma A., Edna May, Edma, eh? <laughs> no, Edna May. How did that work? Edna May. Edna May, <laughs> back in aught three. And he means 1903. Yes. Yeah. Definitely not four years from when this episode right. takes place. <laughs> yeah, because at first I was like, what, 2003? That's not very long ago. But then I was like, oh, <laughs> this, yeah. Um, um, but he's like, I married my Edna May back in aught three, and, you know, we had the best marriage or whatever, but... You know, she still resented me for my youth, like, when she died. Yeah. And, like, the mayor's... you know, cursing me or whatever. Right. Because, like, he's a... He... I guess he got immortal before... Yeah. Well, I think he was immortal... I think he's been immortal for a really long time, and then he just recently became impervious. So, before, he was mm-hmm. kind of, like, Angel, where, like, yeah, he's immortal, but he could be killed. Right. And, but, like, if nothing happens to him, then he's gonna live forever. And now mm-hmm. it's, like, anything could happen to him, and he's gonna live forever, unless... I, I have no clue. I don't know what could possibly... Okay, wait, we'll get there. Okay, so basically, there's, like, a fight scene, and uh, they end up passing the box off, and then uh, Snyder... Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so out of order. So out of order. Okay, so they're talking, and then the mayor's this being an asshole to Buffy and Angel. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is out of order. Um, so they're, like, about to make the trade, and then Snyder busts in with the police, and um, yep, and like the police. And he's take like drugs. Yeah, yeah. He it's back on the drug thing too. They, that's why they dropped in the thing in the beginning where Snyder's like taking the lunches from those kids, and uh, yeah. So he's like, "Give me that box. I know there's drugs in there." And then the policeman opens the box, and a freaky spider jumps onto yeah, his it's face. Like a spider beetle thing it's it's terrible it's terrible news and um the like he like the spider like eats the or burns the guy's face i guess it looks like he he yeah, jumps it on like it, it and it like latches onto him and it like sucks on his face for a little bit and then his face is all fucked up and he's dead yeah 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 and, and i it's just like you're an idiot you yeah. know like you're an idiot yeah why did you open that box <laughs> straight up <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so he opens the box, and the police, the police guy dies, and then he drops the box, and the box is still open, so then another spider gets out, and then yeah. there's, like, there's, like, a couple, it doesn't last for very long, because they're, it's a room full of, like, trained fighters, and, yeah. um, and so they, like, like, uh, Buffy kills one, and then, uh, Faith kills one, and then it's over with, and they shut the box, um, but... Yeah, and so they, like, kill them, and then Snyder's like, why couldn't you just be dealing drugs like normal people? And then Snyder and the other cop run away, and then the mayor, Mm -hmm. like, gets to keep the box, and everybody else goes home. 
So then they're in the library that night, and um, Willow's telling Buffy everything that happened, and Willow's being like, yeah, and then I talked to her, and I told her, I was like, you had Buffy as a friend, and you lost her, which I thought was a very accurate representation of what would happen after, like, if I had been captured, and then my (laughs) best friend rescued me, I would absolutely be like, yeah, no, I told her, like, you weren't there, but I told her, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, so they're talking about it, and then Giles is still like, well, what happened? What what are we doing? What, like, what's going on? And then, um, oh, yeah, he's like, wait, so you had your hands on the Books of Ascension? And she's like, yeah, but, you know, it was kind of, like, poorly written, and I didn't really get a lot of it. And he was, like, just looking at her like, what the fuck? Like, what's your problem, <laughs> Willow? And eventually she's like, she's like, yeah, and there were, there were a few pages that were really, really interesting, and I think they would have really helped us, but I didn't get a chance to read them. And Giles mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay. And he's, like, trying to be cool about it. And then Willow, like, pulls him out of her pocket all sly and is like, see if you can make some sense out of him. Because she ripped him yep. out of the book for Giles. Mm-hmm. And he's so happy. He looks like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> and he, like, runs into his little office to go read them and try and figure out how to save the world. And then it's the next day, and they're hanging out outside, and um, Buffy's, like, sitting near a tree. And, uh, oh, I think it's where they were hanging out at the beginning of the episode. Um, yeah. So she's leaning on the same tree that Xander was leaning on earlier. And she's thinking, and Willow walks up and is like, deep thoughts, and she's like, deep and meaningful, and then they're talking about college. And then Willow tells her that she's going to go to UC Sunnydale so that she can stay in Sunnydale with Buffy and keep helping. Mm-hmm. Because Buffy, Buffy understood. She was like, okay, so I can go to college, but I do think I need to be here. And yeah. so she chose it, and, like, she, she gives us, like, just really sweet, like, she just explains it, and is like, I want to be a part of this, like, this is bigger than, you know, an Oxford education. Because, like, mm-hmm. how, I mean, realistically, if you did this in high school, and then you graduated, and you, like, went to Oxford and got a degree in, like, computer science, and then you're a computer engineer for the rest of your life, I can't imagine how you would, like, go to your 9 to 5 knowing what other people are dealing with like knowing what might be happening to somebody else and you don't know because you aren't with Buffy or something yeah I just can't imagine like living like that or like being like is that person a vampire is that person a vampire like who knows Uh and so so she tells uh, Buffy like this is a like we fight evil and we fight evil for people who can't and that's worth it and that's what she says Mm -hmm. basically and she's like so I'm gonna stay here and I want to be a Wicca. I want that to be my thing. And yeah. Buffy, like, almost cries, which, same. And <laughs> then, uh, yeah, and they just have, like, this delightful conversation. And then they, they're, like, uh, their parting words are, like, uh, sometimes you look at something and you don't realize what it is. And then you realize what it actually is. Like, it's something like that. Yeah. And then we cut to Cordelia at the retail store. And we find yeah. out that she wasn't there shopping earlier, that she's working yeah. Which I think is supposed to be, like, a realization. I just, I mean, is is the thing that's like, oh, Cordelia's poor. Like, is that what we're supposed to get from that? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Uh, I mean, you find out more about it later. Like, is something like, wrong with her parents, I guess? So basically, something went down. Okay. And um, they can't afford the lavish lifestyle anymore. Right. And so... So you see, like, something's up with Cordelia, and then, uh, and then we cut to Angel and Buffy in the graveyard, and they're, like, leaning, they're, like, cuddling against a headstone, and, 
um, Buffy's like, the mayor doesn't know what he's talking about, right? And they're, like, having this conversation about oh, gosh. their weird relationship. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, I mean, it was really, like, how did the mayor, like, they were just talking, like, straight up. It was, a uh, very scripted, I guess one would mm-hmm. say. Um, and, like, you can already tell that, I mean, it's just really, it's foreshadowing to, like, they're gonna break up and he's gonna leave Sunnydale. Yeah. It, because it's just like, uh, you know, both of them are being like, yeah, we're fine. And, but they both mm-hmm. have this look on their face. So, yeah, that's coming it's, up. And the tragic, it's like the end of the graduate. Yeah. Yeah. They've got those looks on their faces. Um, okay. Perfect I, example. <laughs> I had a good idea. I What's mean, that? time will tell if it's good. Uh-huh. But in my mind. So, um. <laughs> Have you ever heard of like incorrect blank quotes? Yes. They are they're blogs on Tumblr and they're very funny and I follow the incorrect Buffy quotes Tumblr and uh-huh. I thought that they they sort them by episode. So I thought that I, every episode I could go through and read some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> read some. So <laughs> here here are a few choice ones. Um If you think about it, any box could have vibrators in it. <laughs> True. <laughs> but Oz or, about the box, box of Gavrock. Um, or soul-sucking spiders. Mm-hmm. You gotta roll those dice. Or Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> I'm and the, Cordelia, I'm getting out of Sunnydale soon. I've got a full ride to a little school called the University of California, Los Angeles. Maybe you've heard of it. It's in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's from Glee. And then, so are there's these one incorrect quote things. They're they're, they're from quotes other, they're from, from other, other shows, but yes. they're put on top of Buffy episodes. Yeah, they're like they right. apply them to Buffy characters. Okay, okay, got it. And then there the there's one for Willow to Faith, but it's the entire "Be quiet, Tiffany." Oh. <laughs> Um, that's how we I feel, though, sometimes. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. That's, how dare you? That is absolutely how I feel about Faith. That is absolutely it. Tiffany. Faith you. is such a Tiffany. They interviewed Tiffany later. I read a BuzzFeed article about her. What's the verdict? She, um, I mean, she was like, they like kind of, because uh, have you ever seen the full thing? Like, do you yeah. know why Tyra got mad at her? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's because she was, like, smiling yeah, she after didn't, she got eliminated. Yeah, she didn't care about the show. Like, she was just like, oh, okay, so I made it fifth. All right, good to know. Like, it wasn't like... Like, she just wasn't really in it, and also that show was just so dramatic and so intense. Yeah. And that was just, like, it was really, really just uncalled for. And it was... It, she was kind of wasting everybody's time. <laughs> the Yeah, the interview... Yeah. Um, oh, the interview, um, the article, the BuzzFeed article was really interesting because it was like, she was like, yeah, like, I didn't have a great attitude, but also Tyra was, like, going crazy. Yeah, she didn't have to be that basically. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. It's called, uh, um, it was called, like, Tiffany something doesn't need you to root for her anymore. <laughs> Good. Because we stopped. That's the name of the article. In, like, the early 2000s. Yes. Alright, everybody, so that's what happened this week on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, it was really a lot of setup, like I said, 
so I think I think shit's shit's really gonna go down the past uh, in the in the last three as it normally does. All right, so now we're gonna rate the episode. Um, all right, Beth, what do you give it? What do you give it? I give it. I I was gonna give it a seven, and now I'm gonna give it a six point five. A six point five. Um, yeah, it I'm gonna was give it whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a lot of like crucial information. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like uh, I don't know, re- reading the preface to a good book. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was the first so season just... of Sense Eight. Oh <laughs> my god, we were just talking about that. At first, I was like, "What Sense Eight? I like that show, though. I yeah, do too. Like I love Buffy, it. You'd like Sense Eight. It's on Netflix. Check it out. The new season comes uh, out in today. And uh, while you're on the internet, on Netflix, open up a new tab. Go to Twitter.com and follow us. Twitter. At Buffy underscore speak. Buffy underscore speak. We tweet yeah, sometimes. Follow, uh, yeah, only sometimes, though. Not all the time. Nope. Um, you can follow our personals, though, because we tweet personally all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. If you need more... Listen, if you need more Beth and Caroline in your life, there is plenty on We're the internet. We're here for There's you. There's a lot. Yeah, we are. We love... <laughs> That old internet. Yeah, we spend too much time. <laughs> um, and then, after you followed us on Twitter, then you can subscribe to our podcast and rate our podcast and tell us what you think of our podcast. And then you can listen to next week's episode when it comes Hooray! out. And, be, and then you're going to know what happens next. And then everybody's going to win. We're all going to win. There's your game plan, my goal, Guys, uh, my goal before the end of season three, which is in three episodes, is to get ten reviews on iTunes because we've had eight for about six months now. Okay, give us two. Two of you. Two. Two of you. All we need is two more reviews. Please. If, we, if you're wondering if we're talking to you, we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is me looking you in the eye and asking you for help, like they tell you to do if you're in an emergency situation. Yeah, you have to look people in the eye so they understand. They feel so responsible. They All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.